Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Ms. Lolita, Personnel Director, Mrs. Tennille, our Technical Director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. Well, tonight we have a bright young man here. His name is Jonathan Burton. He was here a couple of weeks ago. The numbers were very, very exciting. We're glad about that. Uh, he was again here, and we're just glad to have him again. He's a PK son. He's a pastor's kid, business owner. He owns Exclusive Cabinets, lucrative program in California, owned his own business. And you may know his family, uh, his sisters, they were excellent singers in the Church of God for years and years and years. I have a cassette that I play on our outside meetings that it's real tight and exciting harmony. We just thank God for those cassettes that we do have. And again, they sing a song called Staying in the Ship. That's, I think, my favorite that they do sing. But it, it's just wonderful to hear them from years ago. Just a blessing. We want to hear the highlights of the outreach they had in Springfield. It was called the Burton Outreach we want to hear about that. Brother John, glad to have you here tonight. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank glad you. he's here. And we want you to thank you that you're glad you're having us again. Absolutely. Brother John, first of all, if someone has questions, comments, want to know more about the outreach, more about you, how can they contact you? Uh, they can call, contact me by phone, uh, number 1-951-961-9536. Uh, that's my direct line. And then uh, I could be reached by uh, uh, email John J O N dot exclusive cabinets, <clears throat> excuse me, exclusive cabinets at gmail.com. Very good. Well, again, friends, if you want to chime in, you better hurry. This broadcast goes by so quickly. So, again, that number you can contact us is 1 800 866 538 and of course, you can contact us also on our email, which is www.reeechone at aol.com. Brother John, yes, sir. what was the goal of this outreach held in Springfield? The goal was to bring people together, our childhood friends, people that we haven't seen in years from the different churches, churches that had split up and churches that had had gone different directions. Uh, we had reached out to our childhood friends who had gone to different churches and brought them back together using uh, my mom and dad's uh, format that they use, which is bring people to the house, 266 South Douglas in Springfield, get everybody around the piano, and sing and eat and have a good time. And that's exactly what we did. And we implemented that. 
I heard people travel some distance to get there. Some came from Florida, other places. Was that true? Yeah, absolutely. Florida, we had people come in from, uh, from Michigan and and uh, Chicago, uh, Pennsylvania. Wow. Uh, wow. There were uh, us. Well, several of us came from California. I had a couple wow. of brothers who one guy came from uh, New Mexico. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there was there was quite a few. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, it was it was great. Job. It was that very, very, very good. Yeah. I've been hearing about a person. Her name is I, I don't want to say her name, give her the B. Yeah. Uh, tell me about that testimony, about that young lady's testimony. Well, yeah, I mean, um we were childhood friends. Uh, mm-hmm. I was mainly friends with her brothers, uh, mm-hmm. but she was she was the the little girl who always was kind of looking up at us big old guys at the time. I'm sure she thought we were ten foot, you know, and, and greater because she was the smaller one of the group. But she was the one that that really uh, she was one that was diagnosed with PTSD, church PTSD. Um, she really struggled because she 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 didn't want any triggers. Her husband, everyone, basically told her, "Don't go." Don't go. You could it could pull a trigger on you and you could really be. And she from Florida, they had just came through a hurricane. Uh, that mm-hmm. hurricane, that was the week before that. And uh, something happened the weekend. She was going to she actually said she's not going to go. And then uh, a relative or someone in Springfield happened to call her, tell her she was going to be in Springfield at that time. And she said, mm. I think this is a sign for me to go. Wow. And she ended up going and she just, uh, once we start singing all my mom and dad's songs and songs on the album, she was just in the, she was just in the chair and she was just lifting up. She was just, I mean, she was just having a good time. And she said, she knows that it was, God, it was a God uh, ordained moment for her to come and hear those songs. Almost like, you know, when the the, the scripture says that uh, to be washed with hyssop, being yes. washed by the mm-hmm. water, by the word. Mm-hmm. It was like she this the music and everything just was just this was just profound cleansing of, mm-hmm. of stuff, just getting her washed it. And watch that all those things away. I didn't see it. It was a it was an instantaneous thing, but you could see it through the tears and through all the emotion that she was going mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. You could tell. And she just she just kept hugging us and just saying, thank you so much for mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was a highlight reel for me. Wow. And, for and friends, that's what we do here as a podcast. We want to see those who left the church have been wounded to be re- restored, to be built back up again. And again, if you are facing these things, you're not by yourself. We're here to support you. Mm-hmm. We're here to, uh, you know, see the ranks to support you in that, to see you be reconnected and, and, and be restored and built back up for God. Because it's time for that now. Now's the time. Mm-hmm. So, Brother John, back to you. Did you get any feedback from young people? Friends, this is the reason also, too. A lot of young people have been hurt through these situations. Okay. Uh, when I was just a boy, uh, we had a split at the church where I was, and it's, it was just devastating. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to reach out to those people, too, to let them know, look, although we've been hurt, you can be re- re- uh, built up again and restored. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Any young people give any give any uh, feedback by you over there, any young folks? It was, they did, they, they, um, we had a, um, 
Saturday, we did a, a men's Bible study, uh, not Bible study, a devotional. Mm-hmm. I had a breakfast and we did some devotional. And primarily it was to uh, open up a town hall meeting after the breakfast. And it was to ask the young people, what do you need? What do you you see and, and all that? And one of the things that was very interesting, you know, kids, and in, in, in back in the day when a, a young person would would give you some resistance uh, about the circumstance, whatever it was, the conversation, you'd want to clam him up. You'd want to shut him up and, and say, yeah, hey, oh, you know, you need to be quiet. You're making everybody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But this was a forum that allowed them to speak. And guess what? It did get very uncomfortable uh, wow. because kids don't filter. They, they, they don't have filters on them. So, right. you know, people are like, hey, wait a minute, you're in a church or what? you can't talk like that. And it's like, no, let them speak. Let them let them let them say. And although we didn't want any, you know, getting way off into any kind of craziness, but to clam them up would have been another reason why they're in the condition they're in. And so one of the young men was really verbal about how he felt how uh, the older people are somewhat hypocritical. And that's why they don't want to have nothing to do. He said, I could be in the streets and at least they're honest. At least I'll know who I'm dealing with. He said, but in church, the masks that are put on, you don't know who you're dealing with because you see them in church, but then you see them doing things that are completely what we wouldn't do in the streets. And so he had a good point because there's a, there's a, if we, if we're going to call up, we're going to call it like we're going to call it and we're going to call it honesty. Mm-hmm. then there was some truth, not all things, but there was a lot of truth to what that young man was saying. And at the end of the day, he says, thank you for at least hearing me, mm-hmm. hearing me out. You never cut me off. You never shut me down. You just let me, let me say. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that was the first layer of building blocks of the new foundation that hopefully we can continue to build on. Any questions from our director? Not at the moment, no, sir. So, Brother John, it, it probably took some courage to expose yourself to that type of questioning, you know, uh, some boldness there. Did it take some courage to allow the discussion to, to reach that point? Uh, yes. In fact, it was funny because uh, one of my nephews was sitting to the right of me <clears throat> and the young man, one of my other nephews who was doing a lot of the venting, um, he began to go in and and I was letting them just dialogue back and forth a little bit. And then finally, my one nephew, he kind of had the other nephew kind of tone it down a little bit uh, without me having to say anything. But it, it was Beautiful. it was good. It, it yeah. was it was really good. Uh, there was a lot of hugs and a lot of laughter. I mean, these guys got you know, big hair and they're wearing <laughs> loud clothes and, you know, holes in their jeans and, mm-hmm. you know, tennis shoes. I mean, just the whole thing that they deal with mm-hmm. and to be able to, uh, to sit next to me and me, them feel okay with knowing that they're, I understand what they're going through. See what, what our problem is. And a lot of times is we try to clean fish before we catch them. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're trying to clean them up and make them look holy and make them look like they're they're godly and all that. But that change has to come within. And I told him, I said, 
the the you know obviously it smelled like smoke, smelled like alcohol. I mean, sure. all all the stuff. Sure. Sure. But but those are the very things that we push people away because we want them to be when they come into church. Well, that was was me 45 years ago. Absolutely. Alcohol and cigarettes and who knows what else. So please continue. Please continue. Uh, Yeah. So so this this was this was this young man who who, you know, all the above. And and I said, I'm going to the Lord just let me know that. Uh, sometimes we get so heavenly bound, we're no earthly good. And we had to just sit there and, and listen to it and let him uh, vent out to a degree. But at least the door was open. Communication, right. the door communication was open. Any questions from our listeners, director? I do have a question for Jonathan. Carrie Ann asked, did you all talk about the early breakup? At that meeting... We talked about the not the early breakup, but the, some of the young men that were in the audience or in that or some of my nephews were from one of the other churches that uh, the church across town. And uh, for them to actually sit in that meeting and there happened to be in that meeting one of the prominent pastors of one of the other churches happened to be there. Mm-hmm. One of the things that was the blessing behind it, I don't want to use his name, but uh, Thank you. on, on Thank another you your discretion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we're not, I'm not going to use his name, but one of the things that I will say is that he said to that group, he said, we, we, we kind of messed up a little bit. And I was like, wow, where's this going? He said, you know, we tra- we taught more standards versus relationships we should have concentrated more on the relationship with each other and relationship with God versus standards. And I thought that was interesting because he's up in his eighties now. So he was one of the originals. And uh, I think that he was just saying, you know, I, I I love what I'm seeing here with the relationships and we're, we're, we're backtracking a little bit, but what that did for me as one of the kids that were, in his shadows at that time, I was one of the young kids that, that, that fell into the split and I was able to ask him what happened. What was the reason? It was a blessing. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to uh, you, Dr. Uh, Prince, after a while. and We can we can discuss it. But uh, just for the viewers sake. But I just wanted to say that there was some closure even in my life going there to that meeting simply because. Mm-hmm. Somebody was able to stand up and say, you know, we could have done something. We could have done things a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the love and the respect he had for my dad, he says, I respected your dad so much. Your dad always had love. This is why we were able to do that event, because my dad always stood for the love of people. Mm-hmm. That was his first and foremost. So people said, if anyone's going to be able to do this event, it's going to be the Burtons because you use your singing and your way your father was and your mom was. They don't have enemies. They don't have people. They, they can they kind of cross the lines simply because of the music and because of the love that they had for people. Any questions from our viewers? Our director? Not at the moment. No, sir. Uh, Brother John, you mentioned the young lady, PDST. Was her emotional problems, you think, church related? Hundred percent. This diagnosed as church-related PTSD. 
And so, friends, we want to be careful moving forward. We make decisions. Keep our young folks in mind. They have to bear the brunt of what decisions you and I make. And many of them cannot take it the way we can because, you know, they're younger, maybe not saved or whatever. And that traumatic effect can go on for years. So we want to be careful to maintain the unity of the people. We got to be careful how we go about it. So important. So, John, communication, that was the main focus in the group that you were dealing with at that point. Absolutely. Communication. Is, Is that important, do you think? I do. Uh, we're, we, like I told you before, we've been studying in, a, in a, um, our family uh, in the version app is called Rooting Out Relationship Killers. And we're talking about how to deal with certain conflicts and in a family or even in any kind of setting. And if I'd known and if I'd had those tools in other church settings, um, I believe that we as the people of God can can settle our differences in a very a loving way. The scripture that comes to me comes to mind is that when you when you catch someone in a sin or even in a fault or shortcoming, those of us that are spiritual are to go to them with the spirit of gentleness. We we're able to, we're to, we're to restore them with the spirit of gentleness. What we want to do is we want to cast people out if they don't quite measure up immediately, we want to cast them out. And I think that that is, that is contradictory to uh, how Christ is and was, because I think he, he wanted us to, to be unified. Now we have differences, but until we come to the knowledge of the truth, you don't discard them. You, you, you wait them out. The Bible talks about persuading who persuades you to do, you know, Open up the word and, and, and read it together and, and, and come to that conclusion. But what, what we do is we cast them off. You're not a part of my group. Out you go. And I think that's what causes and our kids are what are affected. What happened to us is as a result of the conflict between our parents left these kids completely scattered. And that's why we have people like Mrs. B, who... Um, is suffering from PTSD because of that conflict that, and, and to be honest with you, it's, it's mean, it's, 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 it's borderline hateful that uh, the things that she's dealing with, with her parents and her dad and how he's just so, and she said, it just breaks my heart. Like, dad, this is me. This is your daughter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she, that's why I think she goes through the heartbreak because she's like, you you seem like you don't even know who I am. I'm 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 your daughter, but because there's these these uh, standards and rules, they they they're willing to just really just throw and discard their own family members to a degree, and that's very hurtful. The John, that's what the inception of this program was to reach the young people who've been hurt down to the years. Uh, the studies have shown that. When children are affected like this, anger levels, like what you saw at the group, are elevated. Anxiety is also elevated. Uh, They're forced to choose sides, and that Mm -hmm. causes someone right, someone wrong. And, of course, many engage in risky behavior. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sexual uh, activities are shifted. And 
amount of them just give up on church of God altogether. Some give up on God altogether. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take fasting and praying the Holy Ghost to guide us through this so we can all do better. You mentioned tools, John, that's important. So communication is a main tool working these things out in the home and in the church. Do you agree with that? I 100%. Sure. Friends, our time is just about up again. John, any last minute ideas you want to share with before we go tonight? I think, I think, yeah, I think one of the things, thank you, um, Dr. Prince. I, I think one of the things that I'm learning is if you really love people the way God has ordained us to love each other, and if you really um, want to see people restored and healed, being a, being a friend, put sometimes you have to put the religiosity down just long enough to have a relationship with you. Nobody wants to know about your Jesus if you, if or your God if you if if all the hatred they see in the world is the same as where their refuge is. If they're supposed to be running from the world, running to God, to church, and when they get to church, they see some of the same stuff. It's like where the Bible says if the righteous scarcely be saved, what chance does the wicked have? And so we have a responsibility, those of us who have gone through that process. I'm one of those people. I was, I've been church hurt, miserably church hurt. But I believe it's because God wanted me to have a sensitivity for those who are also church hurt. Sure. I can recognize it a lot faster sure. because I go, I was there. <laughs> I remember how that felt. I remember just being discarded. I remember being tossed away as a preacher's kid where my dad is being moved into a different uh, church or he's ousted because one way or the other. And now I'm going, wait, what about my friends? What about what, what, you know, what happened, what happens to us now? And so I believe my brothers and sisters, there's 14 of us. We went through a major struggle, mm. all of us. I mean, because our sisters had gone and, and kind of settled in this one church. My mom and dad were over here. It completely broke up a unified 14 kids who were unified all their life now have been split because of church. And so it is definitely uh, traumatizing. Some of my brothers and sisters, they, uh, brothers, two or three of my brothers, they don't really have much to do with church right now. And it's sad because that's what they say. People at church are hypocrites. They're this and that. So where I'm at today, my healing process is able to reach back out and say, no, don't hold that to the whole church. That's some individuals who made decisions that affected us, but that's not, that's not God. God didn't do that. It's people for whatever reason, selfish reasons for whatever the self, uh, you know, ambitions or whatever. But at the end of the day, love covers a multitude of sins. And I believe that if we do that, I think we'll be better off. And that's also a type of evangelism, a type of soul winning to Absolutely. reach out to those who've gotten lost. Since we thank God tonight that we're here to discuss these most important things, we mentioned tonight about communication and how that is key in restoration, healing, and forgiveness. Sure. This podcast is by Church of God, for Church of God, to those who've been wounded. Reaching out today to you, you're not by yourself. In fact, Sunday 
go back to church and just try it again and just serve the Lord and he will help. But we just want to reach out to you, let you know there is help for you. And men may hurt you, but God loves you. So, Brother John, thank you tonight. For our staff, this Lolita, our other fr uh, brother probes, thank you. So, Lord bless you, friends. We'll see you next week at 7 o'clock on Wounded Hearts. May the Lord bless you.